What's the one thing all great teams have in common? Great coaching. Try to suck up to me, Andrew. Hey, Goldberg! I bet if that talk was a cheese broken, you'd stop it. No, I agree. I would not be an acid physically. I have more of a podcast body. Quack, 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 no! It's the Quack Attack Podcast. Hey, everybody. Thanks for not letting me sit there. I'm Mike. That's Tommy. Hello, everyone. That's Kevin. Hey, y'all. Welcome to the Quack Attack Podcast, the definitive Mighty Ducks podcast. We are back after a long hiatus, but I don't want to waste any time like I usually do because we have a very special guest. We have Margo Finley, a.k.a. Linda from D3, on with us. Margo, thank you so much for being here. I'm so excited to be here. So I'm, I'm going to go back a little bit, but before I do that, so I discovered you through your incredible Instagram account, Margo's old scrapbooks. Um, how did that come about? When did you discover these scrapbooks that had pictures of, you know, the Mighty Ducks and all the other stuff you, you worked on? I, I was a very diligent scrapbook maker <laughs> when I was an actor. Uh, and so I have these boxes filled with old scrapbooks that, uh, I mean, in those days we would print out the photos and um, what I did while I sat on set and had nothing else to do was make these scrapbooks. So sort of cut out the pictures and did, did little like, drawings and stuff. And then at the end of whatever the productions were, I would get, you know, the cast and crew to sign them like almost like a yearbook. So um, I haven't looked through a lot of these in a really long time. And um, you know, COVID happened. My kids were home uh, with me all day, every day, and I had no time to do anything. But then they all went back to school, and I thought, wow, I, I haven't looked through these for a long time. And then I thought they're hilarious because <laughs> <laughs> they they capture a moment in time and and a part of my life that feels very different from my life now. So I just thought it'd be fun to put them out there and um, share them with people. Awesome, awesome. So yeah, let's back up here. I'm always interested. Because like, I feel like when I was a kid, I didn't even know like you could be an actor. Uh, how did you get into acting at a young age? And how did that whole process, you know, happen for you? Um, so I joined a place called the Vancouver Youth Theater um, when I was seven or eight, maybe. Um, and just really liked doing plays. We'd sort of make these plays and perform them. And, and I, I guess I was a sort of dramatic kid. And this was what I did instead of sports and stuff. Um, I, I like to perform. So I think my parents saw this as kind of an outlet for me. And there was an agency sort of attached to um, this youth theater. And uh, when I was 10, I got asked to take part and no one in my family had ever done anything like that. It was sort of terrifying to my parents, but I really wanted to do it. And I just started auditioning and, and sort of fell into it that way. Um, and uh, Vancouver, at least at the time, was, was a very popular place to um, film things. So, so I had some success. Awesome, awesome. And then how do you get into the Mighty Ducks? Do you remember how that came about at all? I know it was, you know, 20 I, I something mean, years ago. I think they they cast a fairly wide net um, when they were looking for, for actors. And I mean, so actually, um, uh, Justin Wong had been at Vancouver Youth Theatre with me, so I had known him before. And Josh Jackson was from Vancouver and we had some friends in common and stuff. So I, I sort of knew, obviously, those guys sort of, 
but you know I just auditioned how anybody would audition and then I guess I had you know they went well and I got flown to I think it was I think my final audition was in Minnesota um and I got flown there to do a test with Josh um and uh, we because we had friends in common and stuff we got along well and and I guess that that translated so you didn't you didn't have Josh put in a good word for you. <laughs> I, I maybe I did. I don't know. <laughs> I, I I think because we had um, this one friend in particular in common who who was at BYT Vancouver Theater with me, I might have said, "Tell Josh to tell them I'm I'm a nice person." <laughs> um, and when we did our final audition, I think that probably helped. He probably said, "Yeah, I like this girl because I you know I was from Vancouver, which which you know he's very loyal to Vancouver, and uh, and we got along." Had you seen the Mighty Ducks before then? Were you were you a fan? What was uh, your relationship before? Absolutely. I, I have a younger brother who's uh, always been very into hockey. And I remember buying the first two movies for him on VHS for Christmas presents. I, I had absolutely seen them. And so it was very exciting when I got that part. Yeah. And so you're pretty young. Is it Was it a stage where it's like, this is very cool, so I can't wait to tell people? Or was it like, you remember the Mighty Ducks? I'm going to be in the third one. Like, don't tell too many people. What was that like? No, I mean, I was 15 when I was cast. And um, no, it was it was amazing because everybody had heard of the Mighty Ducks, which is unusual for when you're a young actor. I mean, most of the time, the things you're doing, no one's ever heard of because it hasn't come out yet. Um, so with Mighty Ducks, it was amazing because, you know, at that point, there was the NHL team as well had just sort of started up. So it was, you know, there was... A buzziness about it that was very exciting. Were you always kind of in line for Linda character or were, were there any other characters you were reading for? I think I was always in line for the Linda character. Um, I, I don't think there were any other characters for that movie. I think I would have been too young maybe to audition for the, the first one or the second one. I don't, I don't remember doing that. Um, so I think it was always Linda and D3. What was your brother's reaction when you were you know, on the Mighty Ducks? <laughs> I mean, I think he thought it was amazing. Uh, and I think his friends did too. It's funny because I don't, I mean, everybody watched them and coming from Canada and hockey's a really big deal uh, here. Um, so, I mean, even people who didn't necessarily like the movies were absolutely aware of the movies and, you know, had seen them. Um, so I think they thought that was amazing. And I mean, you know, I, I uh, Paul Korea is in the third movie. And so I got to meet him through, um the movie and I remember my younger brother just I, I mean I couldn't have been cooler in his eyes for a brief moment in time because <laughs> I was able to introduce them so were, were you able to sneak him on set or anything uh, no because it filmed in Minnesota and so he was back uh, in Vancouver so sadly he he did not get to so you get to lord that over him for... yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes yes exactly I, I sent uh, I guess I probably didn't send photos back at the time because didn't have the same kind of technology <laughs> but I was definitely uh, updated him on you know meeting all the actors was so exciting because I had watched them in, in the movies and so I remember sort of relaying to him you know what they're actually like you know not you know if they're not like their characters and stuff that was kind of fun <laughs> what do you remember then who is not like their character <laughs> hmm, I, it's funny i i have um a diary that i sort of took at the time and, and oh uh, i know i know <laughs> wouldn't you like to get your hands on that yeah. yes <laughs> <laughs> um i don't know i mean it's funny because uh I, I do remember that the, the the actors who had been in the first movie were all a little bit older because um 
they had been cast as young kids. Uh, and they were sort of a group because they had been through this already a couple of times before and they really hung out together. And then the second movie also sort of had a bit of a, a group because they knew each other. So I, I ended up hanging out more with the people who had come in during D2 probably than the people who were in all three of them um, because they the people from D2 were a little bit younger and um, and you know I was only 15 and so all of us sort of had our chaperones and we all hung out together um, and I think the other guys just seemed a bit older and cooler and sort of <laughs> so not necessarily like their characters or not but just you know we had a bit of a, uh, a separation I would say everyone got along well but um, we were just different ages I mean 15 and 18 is is a widespread at that age who was your, like your your best friend set like who was your crew um I hung out mostly with Mike Vitar um Matt Doherty um so that's a, an exception to the rule in terms mm-hmm. of the first movie um I hung out a lot with uh, the guys who played the, <laughs> the seniors um so Chris Orr and uh, Mike Cudlitz um Justin Long Keenan Thompson um yeah I'd say that was my my crew people I hung out with most and now you have like a bunch of like you said 15 to 18 year olds running around on set how much you know shenanigans were going on what was the was there chaos what was the like set life like when you have you know 25 kids running around I mean, total shenanigans, but it's funny going back to my scrapbook, everyone's uh, comments to me were like, oh, you're so nice and innocent and young. And <laughs> I, think, I think I was just sort of bopping around like, this is kind of fun. Uh, and, you know, set life wasn't something that I was as used to as, as some of the rest of them. I mean, yeah, I, I mean, I've heard stories laterally about like, you know, various people hooking up and stuff like that. I, I was not one of them. <laughs> um and we just sort of innocently hung out like I remember going to like water parks and the mall of America and and just having a lot of fun I I worked I was there the whole summer I was there all of July and August but Mm -hmm. I I didn't work that many days so I just kind of explored Minneapolis and hung out on set and didn't film and I just kind of had a, a fun time what, what did you kind of know about your character going into it? Because so many of the, the folks who have talked to us talked about how they would kind of like embellish their ability on the ice. And you, of course, you didn't really have to be on the ice at all. So like, what was that? Like, how did that play into it? And did you think, oh, crap, I need to go learn how to ice skate or anything like that? I, I knew from an, uh, an early stage that I would not be required to skate. So that was was some relief. Um, Josh and I did a, a movie after this where I did have to, I, I actually did figure skate when I was younger, so it, it wouldn't have been terrifying to me if I had had to. And, and in that other movie, which is called Ronnie and Julie, he plays a hockey player and I play a figure skater. And uh, so I was able to actually do some of that. Um, but my character, Linda, like my bread and butter as a young actor was to like come in and be the sort of girl next door and like give the main character a kiss <laughs> it was like my, my job from the ages of like 13 to 19 <laughs> so I sort of like that's my role I come in and I have sort of these charming 30 conversations and give a kiss and go so uh, that's what it was in the script and that's essentially what I had to do was was the line about liking Pantera in the script or was that all you I'm so glad you asked. I'd like to clear this up. Um, so I guess I didn't have enough confidence at the time um, to look at that, which was in the script and say, 
why? <laughs> why um, does she like Pantera? And then that we go on to talk about John Woo and REM. I mean, it's just, it's incredibly curious. Um, apparently, um, Eldon uh, was talking with Steve Brill, the writer, and Steve was like coming up with the script or coming up with the scene being like, what are the kids like these days? You know, like what's, what's a cool band? <laughs> and I think Eldon was just messing with them basically. And was like Pantera. And so that, <laughs> that made its way into the script. This is, this is what I have heard. Um, and yeah, I, I, I just, I mean, I don't even know if I knew who Pantera was when I said that line, but REM was my favorite band. So maybe that was added as, as me. Um, but uh, I mean, yeah, I can't believe we didn't say like, Let's just. Let's I, Tommy, Tommy is very disappointed that you don't know who or know any Pantera songs. I well, I, I do now. I yeah. Suppose, but uh, I I don't think I did at the time. Yeah. Do you recall like the first time I was like, well, let me look up Pantera. It's like, oh, <laughs> this one's called Cowboys from Hell. I bet it's good. And then like, why would Linda, who you're first introduced to, wanting to you know change the name of this team, like Pantera, who are known for some kind of controversial things, uh, especially now. Um, it's really odd yeah and, and she's sort of like a hippie and like I mean it could have gone a lot of different like Bob Dylan I don't know <laughs> like, yeah. a lot more consistent um song choices but yeah I think that's how maybe she was like screwing with Charlie and then like he surprises her with Pantera tickets it's like oh god <laughs> Yeah, like, uh, let's see what I can say to this guy to see how much he really likes me if he can pretend to like Pantera. I just, I find it curious that his follow-up line was like, oh, she likes Pantera, so obviously she's gonna like R.E.M. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, of course, this is this is how we have this conversation. Yeah, it's, yeah, it doesn't make a lot of sense, uh, but uh, it's memorable, I suppose. <laughs> Has anything else, you know, haunted you for 26 years that you'd like to clear up? <laughs> Hmm. I, like I, I, it's funny. I was, I, I was like uh, saying to my son who's six. I was like, you, I, you should watch this movie. Mummy's in this movie. And uh, we sat down and I, I watched it uh, again for the first time in a long time. And I mean, I think anyone who watches um, themselves on on film is going to find a lot of things to, <laughs> to pick at. And just thinking, oh my gosh, I was 15. I was so young, but like, I don't know, the weird things I'm doing with my mouth. And like, when I um, was sitting on that bench with Charlie, like at the bus stop or whatever, I remember I had a Spanish textbook on my lap, um, but you don't see it at all in the screen. Um, but, but in the scene, I'm just looking down constantly. So I kept looking and being like, look up, why are you looking up? <laughs> so odd, no one has any idea that you're looking at a Spanish textbook. You just look like you're staring at your feet. It's very strange. So anyway, you, uh, you find things to, to pick apart. What, what did you think, of, we talk about this every now and then uh, about the, uh, the wardrobe, about the, the clothing, looking back on it now, does it, is it cringy? Is it, do you, do you, do you, do you enjoy it? Do you, I don't know, what are, what are your thoughts on that? I remember at the time, so at the time, like the popular way of dressing was like really baggy pants and just like, really slobby sloppy and I guess I'm actually almost feel grateful that that Linda was like out of her time <laughs> in some <laughs> respects she was dressed like she belonged in the 70s or something but I remember like trying on the jeans and stuff and being like these are so tight and <laughs> <laughs> worn anything like that before and I don't know she's a pretty funky dresser like it was almost comical they had like um like sort of like a 
faux leather kind of fringy jacket or whatever. Like we, they leaned hard into the kind of flower child thing for Linda, but um, I, it, actually her wardrobe probably aged a lot better than a yeah. lot of them. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm looking at the, the photo of, of you and Josh Jackson on your Instagram right now and he looks insane. <laughs> like, Yep. And I mean, uh, his hair, I mean, it's just <laughs> like, he's an attractive guy and they just did absolutely everything possible to make him look really unattractive. Um, and they did that very specifically being like, he's supposed to be, you know, a, a, a kid who doesn't have a lot of money and stuff like that. So like, let's give him a really bad haircut. I, mean, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know quite the thought, thought process there, but um, yeah, uh, the clothes did not help. Do you recall, did they give you any other backstory about Linda to get you into character? Was she like from that area or anything? Or if not- Absolutely zero. <laughs> zero. So what was your take? Was it like, I'm just me on set? Or is it like, hey, here's my backstory. I, I come from like a, an affluent neighborhood, but I don't want to give back or something. I wish that I had given it that much thought. <laughs> I, I, I very much was like, here are my lines and this is my costume and I'm just going to show up and say them. I, I did not, uh, did not think about it that, that deeply, sadly. What did your son or any of your other kids think after watching D3? I think they just think it's really weird. I mean, you know, <laughs> um, I, I, I waited a long time to sh show my older girls um, and, and I didn't do it, actually. I think their cousins were like, yeah, you should see your mom in these, these things. And luckily, most of the shows I did were for kids. So I think, if anything, they just think they're all kind of dated. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think they think it's weird, especially because, you know, I, I do play these sort of like romantic characters or whatever. That's odd to see your mom kissing somebody else. I mean, that's strange. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, my son did not make it through the movie. <laughs> he just kept saying, like, can I watch baseball? I, I don't want to watch this anymore. So um, maybe one day he'll, he'll. You're like, wait, wait, my big scene is coming. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was like, I need to see this. I want to remember what happens. Um, yeah, he did not care at all. He, he was like, that's that's weird. I mean, I. I I think I, I still sort of look how I looked then, but I, you know, it's I younger me and it must be weird. Right. Yeah, I, I guess I never really thought about it, like be, the romantic aspect and then, you know, your kid watching your mom do that. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> that makes sense yeah. now that we, you know, go through it. Um, you did mention, so you do D3 and then you like almost immediately do another movie where you're with Josh Jackson and you're like his love interest. Did they see D3 or was that like a coincidence? How did that all come about? Um, so, so we filmed D3 in the summer of 1995 and then, um, the movie came out, I think in the fall of 96 and I went down for the premiere and saw Josh there and stuff like that. And by that point, we already knew that we were going to be doing that movie. So they hadn't seen, they hadn't seen the movie. They maybe knew that, that we were in that together. Um, uh, I think Josh had done a, a movie with this, the producer who made Ronnie and Julie before. So I think he had been sort of cast, but I, I had to audition and maybe he put in a good word for me or I, I, I don't remember. Um, but uh, yeah, it's funny that they were right on the heels of each other, but Josh and I spent a lot of time together <laughs> over those two years. <laughs> and then obviously like you do, I'm looking at your IMDb now. So you do a couple different things. You do a TV series and then it sort of fades away. 
did you was that a conscious decision like hey i'm sort of done with this or like how did that happen to where you sort of transitioned out of acting so as i was growing up i really only ever worked during the summers um and uh, my parents made sure that I knew that school was the most important thing to my life. Uh, rather than acting, acting was a hobby and I could do it, you know, so long as I was doing well in school and stuff. Um, I went off to my first year of university and then got cast in a series in, that was filming in LA. Uh, so I moved to LA for a year. I took, took time off university and, and moved to LA. And that series had like people who ended up becoming very famous, like Chris Evans and Milo Ventimiglia. And I had a lot of fun filming that. Um, I didn't have a lot of fun living in LA and having it be my only thing going on. Like I missed school um, and uh, I didn't like acting as much when it was my job as opposed to my hobby. So uh, I left LA and moved to England uh, and kept going to university there. And then I moved back to Toronto and I sort of moved a bunch of different places and just kind of liked school, liked the certainty of it. Uh, acting was so uncertain. Um, and uh, yeah, stuck with school and, and didn't go back to acting. Nice. TV series is called Opposite Sex, if you want to go find it somewhere. I don't know <laughs> where, but. I think, I think there are things on YouTube. It's, it's fairly entertaining to see uh, young Captain America and stuff, uh, pre-muscles. I, I, what was he like before the muscles? <laughs> <laughs> Very nice, non-muscly guy. <laughs> I, I always love watching uh, Not Another Teen Movie, and it's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I know, it looks like a completely different person. I, I, I put those pictures on my, my Instagram, and, and everyone recognized Milo, but like I swear, people just didn't know who Chris was because he just looks, he looks quite different now. So. Mm -hmm. Can, can we talk real quick? Uh, it's it's relatively topical right now, I'd, I'd say. Uh, can you talk about what it was like working with uh, Anthony Edwards? Oh, my gosh. Oh my I, I, I'm, a, I'm a huge ER fan, so like oh. he's, he's like forever Dr. Green in my book, but uh, oh, like, I, I love him so much. Oh. I just want to know. I just want to hear. I, I was the most massive ER fan when I got cast in that, that show with him, um, so it could not have been more exciting. Uh, I remember being in the makeup trailer for In Cold Blood, which was what we were in together, and um, just hearing his voice coming into the trailer, and he said something like, is that my girl? And I was like, ah, oh my God, <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Green. <laughs> um, yeah, he was as lovely as you would hope he would be, yeah, and uh, and I just saw Top Gun, and he was very missed, but I'm glad there were lots of uh, shout-outs to him in it, and, and old pictures and, and stuff. I mean, Goose is is just the best so yes thank thank you for not ruining anthony edwards <laughs> i'm very 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 pleased with that answer <laughs> nothing to ruin i like he, he he said to call him tony i was like oh tony all right <laughs> you're in with him i love it <laughs> I wish i could say we were lifelong friends after that but that was probably not the case but it was very very exciting at the time yeah so as we mentioned your instagram treasure trove there you you mentioned some like crazy parts you've played in some weird tv series and stuff like that what was like the weirdest or strangest situation you found yourself in uh when you were acting well one of the the shows that i, I found pictures of that i'd really forgotten because it was one of the first things i did um was this canadian tv series called the odyssey and i played um so in one episode i played a, a ringmaster it was it was a show about um a, a kid who had fallen into a coma and in his coma world 
it was like a world run by children. And then in his waking life, it was sort of regular life. And so in his coma life, I was a, a ringmaster, but then they brought me back. I guess they liked me. They brought me back and I became an assassin um, <laughs> who was trying to kill the main character. So I had like, I wore this like cat suit and I had like a, a crossbow and like, this is a kid's show. And I was literally like, <laughs> shooting a crossbow and like riding around on like a dune buggy it was just the strangest like most bonkers show um but yeah that was probably I'm, I'm, wa I'm watching the trailer for it on mute right now and it looks pretty <laughs> looks pretty wild super like trippy like if that's possible for like a, a show that's aimed at like 12 year olds it, it, it like I would not be made today I, I, I like Ryan Reynolds was in it like anyone who was an actor in Vancouver absolutely was in this show because it just you know it needed a lot of kids and uh and we were made to do some pretty funny things did you get to shoot a crossbow or oh, like yeah. nice yeah. I mean the best part about acting to me was like I felt like on almost everything I did I learned like a new skill so I, I don't know if I could still shoot a crossbow but I learned how to shoot a crossbow for that for opposite sex I learned to play the guitar for Misery Harbor, I learned how to gut a fish. For a tourist trap, I learned how to drive standard. I don't know, I, there was just sort of something with each thing that was like, oh, this is kind of fun. I get to live a different life and kind of try something new. And um, so I, I had a lot of great experiences just doing funny things that I wouldn't have done otherwise. So you didn't, were, you weren't tempted to, to go audition for Katniss in the Hunger Games? After <laughs> I mean, there's a, there's a Mighty Ducks through line there too. With, with, uh, with El, is Elvin, that's right? right? Isn't yeah, it? Yeah. yeah, that's right uh no <laughs> that would be really funny if on my resume it was like I can shoot a crossbow that is my my one skill that I can bring to this uh this production so so how often do you does like your your past acting life you know kind of come up these days and is it like the ultimate like icebreaker or is someone ever like I know you from somewhere were you that kid who tried to shoot that other kid with a crossbow once <laughs> I don't think I've ever been asked that um like in really strange places like sometimes like it's now been a very long time since I've done anything so it's it's been a while um but uh like I remember you know someone coming up to me in Costco and or you know when I was at university and sort of being like ah, but, but nothing crazy I mean now because I mean Mighty Ducks is, is the thing that most people you know would would know um so I I know that there's like rumor mills at my like kids school or whatever <laughs> like it's not weird like that mom was in mighty ducks isn't that strange like, but that's as far as it goes <laughs> does that like do you think that helps your kids you know popularity or hurt it <laughs> um i my daughter was was i found her watching d3 the other day i was like why are you watching that and she said um yeah um we were googling people's parents at school <laughs> <laughs> And someone Googled your name and then all this stuff came up and it's sort of, you know, my, my uh, being on the internet, basically it's a lot of stuff from my acting days, which were like, to me, almost like pre-internet. So I find it shocking that there's anything on there. But. Right. Well, if it, if it makes you feel any better, Mike's two kids someday are going to have to, they're going to figure out that their, that their father has a podcast That's true. that has gone over 400 episodes. So. That's true. I'm going to have a lot of explaining to do in like seven years. But. You can earmark this one as one of your favorites. Right. Time. Right. We'll have them listen to this one. Um, couple final questions here before we get to a, a fan question. But uh, so obviously there's Mighty Ducks Game Changers going on. 
if they send out the call, hey, we need Linda back in some <laughs> capacity. Are you available? You know, why not? Yeah, I'm sure the top of their choice would be someone who hasn't acted in 20 years. But uh, uh, yeah, absolutely. I, would, I, I love it. I mean, everyone who's who's behind the show and the movies are all wonderful people. So um, there have been reunions over the years and stuff like that, and I haven't been able to, to make them. But um, if that's how I get my reunion, then that would be wonderful. Perfect, perfect. And then um, this is a, this is a very contra- controversial topic on our podcast, and I think you might be a little biased. But how would you rank, you know, the three movies from best to worst? I I would not rank D three top. Oh. <laughs> mm. um, I I would go. Hmm. The first one's classic. I mean, I, mm-hmm. I, I think the first one has to be at the, the top. And the second one's just kind of really exciting and stuff and really big. And I mean, but maybe my bias will, will show and I'll go one, three, two. Oh, interesting. Interesting order. I like it. I, I don't think we have many people who say that, but uh, no, I'm yeah, sure that might, that might be a first. <laughs> we, 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 I, I, I lead the, the, the small but mighty contingent of three being the best. But. Oh, amazing. Okay. Well, thank you very much. <laughs> um, yeah. It's funny. The conversations I have with people where the, someone will say like, oh, Mar- Margo was in the Mighty Ducks. And, and then I'll have to say, I was in the third Mighty Ducks. Like, <laughs> 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 you just see their faces you know, drop. Like, yeah, exactly. Oh. Like, set your expectations a little bit here. Because they're like, oh, which one were you? Or whatever, thinking I'm talking about the first one. And I'm not talking about the first one. <laughs> um, now that you've been out of the game 20 years, any dirt you want to you know, throw <laughs> on anybody? Just like free shots on goal if you have it. Oh, I wish I, I had really controversial, interesting things for you. I, I like... I know a lot of people have had sort of really crummy, awful times, especially sort of being a young actress. Uh, but I, I had a really positive experience on on everything I did. Everyone really took care of me. And um, Mighty Ducks was so fun just because there was all sorts of kids my age and and, and stuff, but but nothing, nothing bad. Okay. I had to, I had to try. Yeah. <laughs> it, 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 uh... I, I do request if you if you are able to find maybe a page in this diary that you alluded to that's not too terribly embarrassing that you would be doing to share with us that we could maybe tweet out because I'm sure our faculties would be fascinated to. Oh to my god! I mean, who wants to read anything I, I, that a 15 year old is writing? At least a couple hundred. <laughs> I, I can imagine like the different color pen with maybe some like a lot of little drawings things like that i can only make it so far when i look at any of, of my past diaries and stuff because i just cringe for my former self it's just it's just deeply embarrassing but so the scrapbooks are nice because you know pictures can't be too embarrassing uh yeah the deepest thoughts of a 15 year old can be very <laughs> Yeah, well, uh, oh, consider that an open request. If you happen all to right. find a page okay. that's not too terribly embarrassing. Uh, I, all right. Sure. I'll, I'll keep that in mind. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, so we put out a call. We said, hey, we're going to have Margo on. Do you have any questions for him? So we do this thing called the quiet question where we take a question from the audience and try to answer it. So we ask for specific questions from you. <laughs> um, Kevin, do you have the quiet question for us today? Uh, yeah, I might try to do a few because there, there are a couple of good ones. Um, this one comes from Bberg19 on the Discord, I believe. Um, uh, the question is, IMDb says Margot became a lawyer after retiring from acting. How much of this decision was influenced by witnessing Gordon Bombay verbally smacking down the Eden Hall board in D3? 
I mean, it's got to be 99.9%. Right? <laughs> nice. Maybe I didn't realize it at the time as I was applying to law schools and stuff, but surely that that played a really big role. Yeah. Um, okay, the second one comes from uh, Adam Ferry, I think on Twitter, maybe. Um, uh, or I don't know where that's from. But, Facebook. Uh, Facebook, okay. Um, the question is, there are a couple of questions here. Uh, in the Duck universe, are Linda and Charlie still together? First question. I don't know. <laughs> I'm sure there are people who've thought about this um, more than me. Uh, I, I feel like they didn't have like, super consistent personalities but you know maybe opposites attract and and it, it stood the test of time it's 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 tough to say I mean at, at a certain point her total ignorance of anything to do with hockey which was clearly central to his life <laughs> might, might have played into a breakup but you know who, who knows anything's possible all right uh second part of that question uh non-duck universe uh wiki states you went to, on to become a lawyer any thoughts uh, to suddenly taking a leave and becoming a youth hockey coach for a down on their luck team someday? <laughs> you know, I actually, I sent a picture to one of the producers of, of Mighty Ducks when um, my, my daughter was playing hockey and um, I was called in uh, to co coach. <laughs> I had to be on the ice to coach. And so I took a picture of me on the ice <laughs> with my daughter's team being like, made it <laughs> it was a it was a one game uh experience excellent i i have had a taste of it i'm pretty good That's unfortunately great. she does not play hockey anymore so <laughs> my son is starting though so you never know uh, do do any thoughts on, on them acting at any point they are, could not be less interested yeah. which is, is a, a relief to me to be honest yeah, yeah no, they I, I think they shake their heads and think why is that something that you wanted to do so, so, I, luckily i don't have to to consider whether or not to allow them to do it All right uh one one final quick question this is one also from facebook uh from matthew blake uh if she had the final say in the manner uh in the matter what would she change the demeaning warrior name to for you <laughs> Linda was really ahead of her time, wasn't she? I yeah. Mean, yeah. Honestly, this is, I, you'd think that the world would have come further uh, in the last little while, but um, wow. Uh, I mean, Mighty Dex is as good as anything, really. I think that <laughs> <laughs> might as well have called it that. I don't think she cared at all what it changed to, just so long as it wasn't demeaning. Maybe but, it's demeaning to ducks. I, I don't know. I don't think. <laughs> yeah. The duck lobby is going to get out. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> there might be at least, which yeah. is good. Real quick. I think Linda goes to college and goes on to much bigger and better things than Charlie Conway, you know, <laughs> languishing away in junior C hockey. Um, so I, I'm with you. She seemed, she seemed like a really, you know, with it girl. Right. Yeah. The stuff she was doing. Yeah. But, um, Tommy, Kevin, anything else here before we let Margo we, go back? We to could her? ask Margo questions until she literally blocked us on every platform. <laughs> um, so we'll, we'll let you, I guess the last thing is, it's like um, looking back, you know, we've all seen every kid's movie and we don't watch kids' movies as much anymore, obviously. You know, Mike is probably getting there. Is, you, you probably have to watch them with your family. Mighty Ducks, does it hold up, you know, with what they're putting out today? What's your kind of opinion on the um, the legacy? No, it does. It absolutely does. It's, it's, I mean, there's such memorable movies. And I mean, maybe it's sort of my generation who it means a lot to. And I, I guess 
I guess I'm happy that the new TV series is out because I think it sort of brings it to you know a younger generation but especially with like Disney plus and having them out there I mean you know I think fashion aside you could watch those movies and think that they were made you know quite recently um, I think the stories hold up and and they will hopefully be fun for generations to come awesome awesome again Margot's old scrapbooks Twitter underscore between the words uh it's just incredible to see you know the pictures from everything so uh thank you for on, doing on instagram yes yes on instagram sorry on instagram you can see all those incredible pictures margo thank you so much uh for joining us and letting us ask you questions about stuff that happened 25 years ago <laughs> it was very fun to take a trip down memory lane it was very <laughs> nice to meet you all for us the go there contact us at quacktechpod on twitter facebook.com slash quacktechpod go to itunes give us five stars tell us whether you think linda and charlie made it and thanks to everybody who is our producer. And remember, ducks fly together. Ducks fly together. Quack, quack. Ain't no turning back. Got to be the man of the quack attack. The quack attack is back, Jack. Oh, yeah.